You're listening to the Wellest Life Podcast, and this is Brandy Andres. Now, starting at the end, oil can't fall. They're looking at that as a possible nutraceutical, especially to combat a certain type of cancer. And they trick consumers by putting Italian flags on a product bottled in Italy. And so you have to be really careful. Not until you really start kind of diving into the world of this that you realize about this, this huge fraud portion of, of olive oil. The Wellest Life brings you inspiring stories from thought leaders around the world who are creating a new path forward and prioritizing the well-being of people, animals, and our planet, with tips on how you too can take simple, actionable steps toward leading a more sustainable lifestyle. So whether it's your first time visiting or you check back each fortnight for a new episode, I'm grateful you are here and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello. Today, I bring you two guests whose current day jobs would not lead you to believe they're on the verge of launching an exquisitely pure, organic, and traceably Italian extra virgin olive oil in the U.S. But Laura and Pino Pugliano are the real deal, as is the authenticity of their olive oil, Chicho's Olives, which have been produced on the Pugliano family farm in Calabria, Italy for generations. In this episode, we're going to get down and dirty into the stories of soil care and food fraud scandals that surround Italy's liquid gold, that is. But before we do, I want to remind you that all of the links to this episode will be held in the show notes. And be sure to stick around to the end because there's going to be a discount code for the Wellest Life listeners to receive 20% off a bottle of Chicho's Olives. So without further ado, I would like to introduce... Pino and Laura Puliano. Hello, Laura and Pino. How are you? Good, good. We're doing well. Thanks, Brandy. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to have you here and especially to share your stories because it's so fascinating that you have chosen to follow in the family footsteps of the Pulianos uh, to produce olive oil and bring it here to the U.S., And I say that because, as you, of course, know, your current day jobs consist of marketing and insurance. And I am always so inspired when I discover that someone is moving toward uh, a career and even starting a business with something that they're truly passionate about. So please share some insight about this big adventure you're taking on. I think if you looked just at our resume, at resumes, that would be exactly like you say. Like, what? How does this make sense? How does this add up? Um, if you know us, he knows from Italy. He moved here when he was about 21 years old, and he grew up producing olive oil, and that's that's his family's business. That's that's what he where he came from, um, and he can tell you more about his background. But that led into his culinary background, and for me. I'm half Italian. Um, my family went to Italy when I was 16. I studied abroad there. I lived abroad there. I worked abroad as I as I grew older, and I fell in love with the place and the food and the culture and um, some of the beautiful things that that the country and the people there produce. So when you look at it through the, that lens, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Ah, yes, it does. And so Pino, you actually grew up 
producing olive oil. Yes, we grow up in a, uh, we lived about two miles from our olive groves. So it's pretty close to to where we uh, grow up every day. Yeah. So uh, olive oil, uh, the, uh, the season start with the holidays, the Christmas holidays. So we would get off of school in the morning. It was kind of routine. It was an exciting time for us. I think the excitement came down from our parents because it was time now to, you know, pick the fruit of a whole year of labor. So they were excited and we obviously were excited with that. But the routine was get up in the morning around six o'clock, have breakfast, and then we would go and uh, walk to the farm. And each one of us would get uh, a small bucket and with a promise that we would get um, 200 liters for uh, every bucket, 200 liter. It's kind of the equivalent of a quarter here. It was just enough money for a game at the our local arcade. Ah. So, you know, we would obviously take kind of every bucket. Look, mom, I will fill up a bucket. <laughs> so we would dump it in the big containers. Looking at it back now, I mean, uh, it was uh, a family time. It was a time where we would together, we would talk, we would work. It was really a cherished time. And, and then lunchtime came. And that was a feast. Every, every lunchtime, we stopped for uh, at least an hour and we just ate and ate. And, uh, you know, after we would pick the olives, our job was to dump them in this uh, large container. And then my father would uh, take them to the mill and we would mill the olive oil, the olives the same day. So we produced fresh olive oil. So I heard that in Italy, you don't cook with butter, you cook with olive oil for everything. Is that true? I still do. I mean, uh, my, my wife every once in a while will ask me if I want a little butter on my uh, bread, and I refuse <laughs> because it's, uh, I, th- I think it's a traditional, or maybe I, I got used to the uh, olive oil, but to answer your question, yes. Butter is uh, used uh, very little in our kitchen. We actually remember my mom baking with olive oil. Wow, really? Yes. And so is there a difference between the types of olive oil that you would use for baking versus something on your bread versus salads? Well, there is. uh, But we were lucky enough or we are lucky enough to produce olive oil from uh, Carolea olives. The Carolea olives give... uh, an olive oil that it's more but has that buttery taste. It doesn't have that pungent, you know, that burning sensation when you drink it, uh, when you eat it and you back of your throat, which, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's just um, like, um, you know, olive oil, olives are, there is different olives. So different olives produces different olive oil. And then um, there is many factors in this too, the way they're milled, the way, how long they set on the ground. So there is a couple things that really come into place when uh, you use uh, or you produce olive oil. So there is not a standard olive oil for anything. We just used it because it was what we had abundant. And uh, I guess maybe my mom learned how to portion the the, uh, the quantities, but we, uh, we produce a, a buttery olive oil. Wow, that is so fascinating. Okay, so... Basically, the region that your family's farm is on 
it produces a specific type of olive oil and different regions produce different types of olives uh, with different olive trees, therefore a different kind of olive oil. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Yes, it depends. You know, some plants thrive within particular elevations. So we have Carolea because it thrives. We are about 200 feet above sea level. We, um, our farm, it's close to the ocean, but not too close. So if you, from our region, from our, uh, our little town to like about 20 miles away, they probably, they use a different type of olive because they, they're closer to the ocean. So they're, uh, they grow different type of olives. In Sicily, same thing. Basically, everybody plants the uh, olive that produces the most, that thrive in a particular uh, type of weather. Even though the weather is the same, but elevation has uh, a lot to do with it. And a weather pattern had a lot to do with it. I think even for me, I, as much as I knew that there were different eating olives, I never had thought about the type of olives that go into an olive oil or different olive oils. And I've been learning, starting with him and his family, when we first met about the mono varietal, like the one type of olive, which is the Carolea olive that teaches olives cultivate versus mixing all sorts of olives. And then you get a really good quality of one olive if, that's, if, you, do, if you are monovarietal and producing one olive. So I learned a lot about that. And so that actually brings me to another thought that there are a lot of health benefits to olive oil. So what are those benefits and why should people be using, you know, specific types of olive oil? So as far as some of the health benefits, when you look at olive oil and the intrinsic properties of it, there are a lot of antioxidants in it. And it really, it depends on each oil, again, that fluctuates. But the main type and antioxidant in olive oil are polyphenols. And these things are really good for your health because they help fight the damage done by free radicals. Basically, it helps oxidize your, your body and it um, leads to combating inflammation, combating a lot of diseases that are caused by inflammation or by a lack of oxygen to your body. But as far as the type of polyphenols, the three main types, that most research is going into with olive oil. It's hydroxytyrosol, there's oleocarpine, and oleocanthal. Now, starting at the end, oleocanthal, they're looking at that as a possible nutraceutical, especially to combat a certain type of cancer. Um, they're realizing that its antioxidant effects are similar to ibuprofen and can increase the severity of some of these inflammatory diseases. Oleocarpine. Um, it's effective in eliminating bacteria and viruses in humans. And then hydroxytyrosol, and it can help even reduce diabetes. Wow. If you look at all of these properties, you realize that there's a whole host of illnesses and diseases that I think especially in the West, that the, our, our Western diet, I don't know, just maybe fosters or our lifestyle. Um, mm -hmm. And so this, this kind of helps to build up our, our health. So as far as the what to look for in olive oils that can maybe show you some of uh, quality oils versus not quality oils that you can take advantage of a lot of these polyphenols and antioxidants. Um, you, I think you know you are able to speak to that a little bit better and the qualities intrinsic to it. 
Well, polyphenols, it's what really, um, uh, it's the main key of the quality of the olive oil, the benefits of the olive oil. The more polyphenols, the better the olive oil, the more beneficial it is. 200 and above, it's what the European uh, standard uh, suggested. So above 200 polyphenols per liter, it's what they suggested to be the best. Uh, polyphenols basically are leftovers uh, from um, uh, photosynthesis. When the flowers absorbs the, uh, it's basically a byproduct of photosynthesis, but it's very beneficial to, to uh, like you know to clean up and you know it's uh, and it's really good too. I mean olive oil unless you buy you know really bad stuff. I mean uh, olive oil gives really a good flavor to everything. The problem is here in the states, most people, most companies, as you said, filter their olive oil. Because, you know, olive oil, just like everything else, it's a fruit press. So there is a little residual. So I suggest for people that buy olive oil, that there is a little residual at the bottom of the bottom, not to worry about it. That just means that it hasn't been filtered. But by filtering, you alterate the uh, quantities of uh, polyphenols. So you reduce the polyphenols by filtering. I mean, it looks good, but... It's basically um, a way to make a look at appealing, but they um, basically take off the polyphenols, so it's not as beneficial. So not all olive oil are equals. And so the way we produce, uh, his family produces the olive oil, it's cold pressed, it's unfiltered. Um, it's, it's the purest fruit, just pressed into oil, really. And some ways to know if an olive oil is really good and has those full beneficial properties, some things to look for. Um, we're learning a lot about labeling and what people do put on labels and don't put on labels um, and not just looking for a product of Italy. That, that's not good enough anymore. That doesn't ensure that you're getting a really great product actually from Italy. Um, so looking for geographic indicators, whether it's a certain um, registration type of indicator in Europe that they give particular oils or on a label where they actually identify the producer, where in Italy is it from? It's not just a product of Italy. Um, and then it's trusting your, the taste, uh, your nose, the smell of it, the color of it. Um, if you're able to do some background on, on the oil, it's checking into the free fatty acid content because extra virgin olive oil, it has to be 0.8 or below. But a free fatty acid content of 0.8, it's going to taste like gasoline, more or less. So you want to go as low as you can, and a really, really good extra virgin olive oil is about 0.3. So you can see there's a whole, a whole stage of discrepancy that you run into when you're just pulling olive oil off the shelves. Um, and then there's the whole food fraud portion of all of that and, and the adulteration of, of oil. Another easy way to identify olive oil, we used to do it. Just, uh, uh, I've been uh, in the restaurant business for a long time also. I was a chef by trade. I went five years and I couldn't have a school because in Italy, you know, everybody cooks and we take pride. So I went to school. And when I came here, I tried to explain to people that that wasn't good olive oil. We would grab a bottle and put it in the fridge. So if it's true olive oil, it will solidify. If it doesn't solidify, it's mixed with uh, other oils. That, uh, oh. yeah, basically it's uh, olive oil with the cold turns into a fat because it is a natural fat. Interesting. 
So you have, there were a lot of good uh, bits of information that you just gave, and I was trying to jot down all of the notes so I wouldn't forget going back and touching on each one of these. Um, One of the things that you brought up was um, about the filtration and how uh, the good olive oil, you, you would probably see some sediment at the bottom, whereas what we probably are seeing in the U.S. at uh, in regular grocery stores, those are heavily filtered olive oils. Is that correct? Right. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't always have settlement, but if it does, it's kind of normal. It's not because it's dirty olive oil or because it's old or because it's kind of it's uh, when uh, we produce olive oil, we put them in uh, large containers. And um, then all the settlement comes to the bottom because as I said, the bottle sits, the heavier content comes to the bottom. So but it's basically leftover pieces of like the skin or, or the, um, the core. I think another thing, another maybe reason for the lack of sediment could be um, the dilution because olive oils most often are mixed with other oils or other lesser quality olive oils. Um, so you're seeing a lot of sunflower oil out there. Interesting. Branded as olive oil. And so, of course, there are a lot of people grocery shopping right now because we're in the midst of the holiday season with lots of cooking coming up. What should we be looking for? And should we be thinking about shelf life when we're shopping for the olive oil? Yeah, olive oil, it's perfect eating within a year. It doesn't expire. I actually remember my parents putting uh, cheese under olive oil that we would keep for two or three years until the cheese would harden and then we would eat and that cheese would, was phenomenal. So olive oil doesn't expire. It just loses a little huh. bit of the taste within, uh, if it's older than a year. Now, a few things, okay. a few things come in play like light changes you know, the flavor of it. So it has to be kept in a darker place. Uh, heat might play a role into the change of the test too. So suggestion, keep in a dark place, possibly in the basement and where there's not a lot of light or heat. So is that why some olive oil bottles will be that dark greenish color? Well, yes, for two reasons. One is because light influences the flavor and also companies are getting clever as you know, people looking for that ye- uh, greenish olive oil. And if it's yellow, consumers can really tell from the dark bottles. So that has kind of worked in two ways. One, to, to be clever, and the other one, to, to protect olive oil. Interesting. Ugh, clever, <laughs> clever marketers. So as far as something to look for when you're going out and kind of doing some holiday shopping for either gift giving or to utilize in your own kitchen, um, try to look for something that comes from a small producer because A, it is really hard for the, to, to empower these small producers and these communities that are actually doing an authentically very good job and they really care about their product. Um, so if you find that, I'd say, you know, latch on to that and that will mean a lot to the people that you're giving a gift to. But as far as for your own kitchen, um, maybe try try sampling. If people are giving out samples in olive oil stores, 
um, kind of use these guidelines that we've mentioned as far as looking for extra virgin olive oil, looking for a geographic real indicator of where in Italy it would be produced, um, doing some background research on their, on their company on the internet, um, and then just test your taste buds because that was something that really impacted and influenced my desire to, to bottle the oil that his family's been producing is because I had never tasted any olive oil like that in my entire life. Like it literally, you literally could drink this olive oil. It tasted so smooth like butter. And um, that just completely changed everything for me. Hmm. Wow. That's amazing. We do this because that's how my dad used to do it. That's how his dad did it. So small producers like my father, there's many in Italy like my father. So buy small. So where can consumers find the authentic olive oils that provide the health benefits that we were talking about earlier? Well, I worked at this uh, st Italian store for a long time and everybody would ask about olive oil. It's, it was a small Italian market and we took pride of having a good olive oil. And uh, so that, I mean, a suggestion, again, buy small, make sure that you buy from a trusted source and try to shop at smaller places that they buy from small producers like us. Many Italian import stores and there's a lot of, whether they're mom and pop Italian specialty stores or a little bit larger Italian and Greek import stores, they're a good place, a good resource to go to. That's perfect. Thank you. And Laura, you brought up something earlier about food fraud, and I want to make sure that we touch on this a little bit because it was one of the topics that I really found so fascinating. Yeah, and that's something I've really just learned about in, in this journey of building our business is the food fraud part of this and the agro-mafia part of this with the food coming out of Italy, especially the olive oil coming out of Italy. And they say, you know, you think of Italian knockoffs, you think of Gucci and Prada. Now it's olive oil and other food products. Mm. And it's really sad because that's affecting our health. Every single person who's consuming a food product coming out of Italy, if it isn't authentic and real, and if it is tampered with a lot of oils coming from North Africa, it's deodorized with solvents, chemicals are added, chlorophyll is added. So for taste, for color, and then it's also being diluted. And this is, this is hundreds of thousands of tons of fake olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. So when you look at that, it's like, well, what is this actually doing to the health of people who are consuming this? And a lot of times the oil is mixed with seed oil, so like sunflower oil, but people have seed oil allergies. So if you're, if you're marketing a product as extra virgin olive oil, which is a fruit, and you're mixing it and diluting it with cheap sunflower oil, and you're giving it to someone with a seed allergy, that's a bomb. Mm. So it, it really does play into our health. So a big part of our business that we're weaving into it is education and consumer education because people, they, they need to know about this. And I think it's not until you really start kind of diving into the world of this that you realize about this, this huge fraud portion of, of olive oil. So you're saying that some of the olive oil that we see on the shelves that say Italy on the front label, some of them are made in Africa? Correct. Not too long ago, my brother uh, sent me a video of police officers stopping this tanker 
that had olive oil that was produced in Tunisia, Northern Africa, about four years ago. And it oh was going to one of the biggest producers of, I, w- I shouldn't say producer, bottle of olive oil. And you see it wow. everywhere in the shelf here in the United States. Wow. So, um, and it's for the U.S. market most often. For you. Yes. Yeah, and they don't list that on the bottle itself, do they? I mean... Well, now they have to, but before they didn't. So, And they trick consumers by putting Italian flags on it product bottled in Italy. And so you have to be really careful. It has to say on the bottle produced and bottled in Italy. Then you have European olive oils, which they're still olive oil, they're still good olive oils, but they're not uh, Italian olive oil. Um, Italian olive oil has one of the best quality uh, in the world. You know, the other producers of olive oil are Spain, Greece, Tunisia. And um, right. but Italy has like the, one of the best quality of olive oil because we've been doing since the Romans. So and consumers deserve to know what their oil is, really, if it is extra virgin olive oil and also where it's from. If it's Spanish olive oil, that's great. You know, you can your closet and your pantry can have a whole host of olive oil, but they should know right. that um, because like our our dollar supports something. Like when we purchase a product, I believe that we're buying into the belief and the vision of, of what, we're, what we're buying and purchasing. So that's really important that, that people know. Yeah, another thing is manufactured, manufactured for. Like there's, there's many ways to get around really um, saying where and how something is produced. So it's, 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 it's tricky. Yes, and I was just reading an article about uh, this uh, lady that it's uh, um, in the Italian parliament, and she was saying how there is no uh, consequences for uh, for people that do this, meaning uh, like they're working on the law, but basically people that do this stuff don't get in trouble in a sense that they would uh, close down the company, dissolve the company, and open under another name and just keep on doing until they get caught. So there is not really... Wow. Uh, as now, they're working on that. But until this becomes law, I suggest people to buy small producers like us. You not only buy good quality olive oil, but you also help people uh, that usually work for large companies. You know, this way you help small producer, you help like uh, people in the village. We hire people to to do the work. We, and if you and if you like uh, see that working day when they pick olive oil, it's like it looks like a festival. <laughs> it's not like really working. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a lot of work. But you see happy people. Like I was, my brother was videoing me this WhatsApp video, and I was looking at all these people who they were singing, they were like you know joking around it. And, you know, it's really important to have, like, happy people. Happy people pick happy olives? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> also, you help people like us. I mean, all the young people have the tendency of uh, going to immigrate into other countries. So there is no, that this helps, like, population. This helps, like, young, young generation get into the olive oil and like me that i left and after like you know almost 25 years i realized what we were doing over there it's something really important and so 
through all of this, it's building up communities and it's reviving um, sort of dying places where their their youth are moving out because there's a lack of opportunity. So you you have these these countries and these regions really rich in resources and beautiful things. And um, we've even noticed like how proud everyone is that now it's going to be bottled. It's going to be brought to the U.S. And there's a pride in that. And there's people coming back to work in that. And we're we're really proud to be part of that and proud of all the people there who have always done the hard work all along. That's amazing. I love that. I also wanted to go back briefly to something that you had mentioned with the olives that are being produced in other countries like Tunisia. How do we know what chemicals have been added? Where's the transparency? Well, you have to look for polyphenols. You have to look for color. You have to look for the acidity level. And... And you have to have a general idea of how olive oil is. But, you know, olive oil, it's not something that you buy every day, like, you know, fruit or vegetables. So I suggest people to take the extra time and go to the local or the, the local market, talk to the guys over there, find out more information, make it, a, make it like a fun trip to, to, to go shopping, uh, have a conversation. There's a lot of people that uh, would uh, take pride of what they sell. So they could uh, tell you, talk about it. I did it for a long time. I ran a market here in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania for uh, 12 years. And people will ask me, is this good olive oil and why is it good? And we would have conversation. We would talk, I would sit down and talk to people, explain to them. People would generally be interested in, you know, most of people like will come there just to have conversation about not just olive oil, all kinds of products, but make it a special trip. When you go and buy olive oil, if you buy, if you find a good source, buy two bottles, don't buy one. So, you know, it's an inconvenience. I, I understand that most of people don't, you know, we like to make one, uh, one trip shop, uh, you get everything, but take the extra time to do that. It's well worth and for, uh, for taste and well worth it for your health. And Brandy, to your point, the truth is you really can't tell from a label. You won't know these things. A lot of even the things that Pino mentioned, they won't even be on the label. Um, mm. No one will give a polyphenol count. No one will give a free fatty acid count. Um, so to his, his point, maybe seek elsewhere than a grocery store. There could be some um, businesses and products that are authentic, that have already scaled very well, that are on the store shelves. But I think that as far as for our product, that's our goal is to try to get in front of consumers as much as possible. And that is very difficult at the beginning. Yeah. And obviously now the great thing is that we have uh, shopping online. Yeah. I think people, the more that they learn and the more that they're educated about what goes into all of this, it'll make a little more sense as to maybe why to try to buy directly for something like this. And I think even in my personal life, like there's things that I'll buy direct if I know that there's a reason, if I have a good reason to do so, I'll seek that out because it is a little extra work. And you know, another good way to look for quality oils is um, kind of follow some olive oil competitions. There's really great world olive oil competitions and they get you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of submissions and there's mm. uh, professionals who go through and they, they rate them. Um, and again, a lot of that will be online shopping, though, because because it does uh, require certain 
business model and agility and scalability to be able to get right in front of consumers where they are in their day to day. Great. And I I also just wanted to um, very briefly have you help me understand what is the difference between extra virgin olive oil, virgin olive oil. What what does all of that mean? And and what am I supposed to be buying? Uh, So the difference between the extra virgin olive oil and olive oil, it's the acidity level. 0.8 is the threshold. Under 0.8, it's considered extra virgin olive oil. And above uh, 0.8, it's considered olive oil. The the difference is uh, the uh, acidity level and uh, polyphenols probably. Okay. To cook, I mean, we always cooked with extra virgin olive oil. I remember my mom using just regular olive oil for frying. Or if he, she had to use uh, uh, to fry fish, I remember in particular, and then she used to throw it away. So um, it's not like it's um, less, uh, less uh, better for you, but extra virgin olive oil, it's the one that has the most polyphenols and the most uh, health benefits. Okay. So I think um, most of the time it comes down to a dollar issue because I think typically when you hear, oh, extra virgin olive oil, use that for your, your dipping or your you know, high quality things that you want to on the table for guests or to put raw oil over and not cook with, I think it comes down to a price because supposedly then olive oil not extra virgin would cost less and be more economical. So therefore, you know, use that in everything else. But if you can find a good quality extra virgin olive oil at a good price point, then you can really use that for everything. And um, even they're, they're even kind of looking at the studies that have been done. Oh, it, uh, you know, use different oils for frying or for this and that. The truth is that there's a thermal property of extra virgin olive oil, and it is it really is fine for frying. Like no one's going to fry it. 800 degree oil. Um, and so it's, it's really fine for everything. And they're realizing now they're kind of looking at it a little bit more critically. Oh, well, maybe you don't need to use avocado oil for this and coconut oil for this and only extra virgin olive oil for this and kind of uh, sticking it in its own little compartment and compartmentalizing extra virgin olive oil. So I think more and more, there's more information coming out and more studies being done that they realize that this is, this is great for everything. And it's only something I ever heard from you know, um, when he said that his family used it for everything. This has all been so fascinating. I love to cook and I'm really excited to start using extra virgin olive oil that's authentically produced and not just bottled in Italy. And this would be the perfect time to have you share details about when Chicho's olives will be available for purchase. People can start by signing up for our communications and we're offering customers who sign up early uh, 20% off as well as free shipping for their first order. So we really want people to kind of try this and to to feel good about um, signing up and joining us, joining our journey and then being part of this and having it right to their house as soon as it is is uh, produced and brought here. So it'll be very, very fresh oil. Plus, I'd like to add that listeners of the Wellest Life podcast will receive 20% off by going to the website chichosolives.com slash thewellest. That's chichos, olives, plural, C-I-C-C-I-O-S-O-L-I-V-E-S dot com slash thewellest. 
T-H-E-W-E-L-L-E-S-T. So if you've learned about Chicho's Olives from this podcast, the link I just provided will give you 20% off plus free shipping on your first order. And then after that, as far as the timeline for receiving that, I'll, I'll defer to you know. I can give an exact date because, you know, yeah. transportation yeah, yeah. and <laughs> there is a lot of things that could go wrong. <laughs> so so hopefully, hopefully not. But uh, Mother Nature plays a big role in here. So within three to four weeks, we uh, will see it here. So we're looking at... Uh, so time for the new year, into the new year, <laughs> a new year present. <laughs> On a point of sales, it would be more convenient to do an earlier, but we don't do that. We wait for the uh, olive to be fully ripe before we pick them. We don't, we don't try to cut corners. We, we do it just the way it's supposed to be done because my dad still goes around the plants and he tells us, okay, now it's time to pick. We got to wait a couple more weeks. Uh, we, uh, he, he still makes the call. You know, my dad is almost 82 years old. He's still active. Wow. He still goes around. He was there this morning. So I said, dad, how's it going? He goes like, uh, you know, we have, we have, uh, we have okay. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Chico, his father is very excited for next year's full, full harvest. Oh, so. yeah. So, yeah, cool. so we we're excited to bring this. We're excited to to offer a product that, you know, it's truly made the way it's supposed to be made. No cutting corners from the beginning, from the plant treatment to picking to milling to everything. It's, we do the same way that my dad used to do it 50 years ago, 60 years ago. I was just saying to my wife that we still, we don't use any um, weed killer. We still go around uh, every plan before the season starts and we we clean them up by hand so sometimes wow. like yeah so we don't use any chemical and we stand up to our standards and we're in a unique situation because like you're looking at the producer right here like so the producer is the labeler but also the producer is in italy his family his brothers and, and father mm-hmm. and sister and this unique situation affords us the ability to really keep our olive oil at an economical price point because we do want this to truly be family farm to family table, not family farm, mm-hmm. small producer, farm to table to elite, expensive, to set high price point that people are going to look at and be like, I just can't afford that for, for my family and for our, for our dinner consumption. So I think we're in a unique position to do that. We're trying to bring it to, to everybody. That's great. Thank you both so much. This has been really so fascinating. And uh, I I just I love your story. And I'm super excited about uh, seeing the the olive oil in those bottles and buying some and tasting it and everything. So and cooking with it. Um, So thank you. I really appreciate you joining me today. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Brandy, and thank you for everything you're doing to encourage sustainable lifestyle. It's very important for, for people, so thank you. Wow, so wrapping up another amazing episode, this one with Laura and Pino Puliano of Chicho's Olives. I loved all of the information they gave about shopping for olive oil, what to look for, where to buy, and the health benefits that it provides. 
Also, the scandalous topic of food fraud and so much more. But before I sign off today, don't forget to go to their website, Chicho's Olives, C-I-C-C-I-O-S, olives, that's plural, dot com slash the wellest, W-E-L-L-E-S-T, for 20% off your first order plus free shipping. Thanks so much again for tuning in. Ciao for now. And I wish you the wellest life. <laughs> <laughs>